guys and welcome back to another podcast i am solo again today as you can see if you're watching on video i've decided to go with the video I've decided to basically talk to myself for best part of half an hour so and look at my own pretty face so if you're listening on uh, youtube or watching on youtube whatever you want to call it then you can see me if you're on the audio on the soundcloud or on the itunes app then you're obviously listening to the audio i think regardless uh, people tend to just listen to the audio as opposed to sort of watch it uh, unless they put it on the tv and things like that and then in that case i am in your living room with my face on your 42 inch screen so that's awesome stuff it's fantastic isn't it but yeah guys so thank you very much for the response on the previous one um, i'm gonna go solo today and then tomorrow i've got an interview with a very cool australian natural bodybuilder called liam and we're going to be talking about his prep for all of his icn shows that he's done this year he's done very very well very extremely well he seems to be picking up class wins and overalls left right and center and he's a guy that i followed for a long time through zach paulos who i've interviewed very like a very long time ago on the teen muscle radio podcast so very excited to be speaking to liam tomorrow we're going to be doing that very early tomorrow so that should be up at some point again tomorrow so you're going to be getting two podcasts this week super exciting for you guys um, and i hope that you enjoy these so uh, George will be back. Do not worry. I have not uh, got rid of George. George will definitely be returning in the near future. Um, just probably next week we'll organize that. And Dale, who actually sent in one of the first questions saying two is better than one. Dale, we will have a podcast together, my man, and we will chat. Um, Dale Spratt is a uh, novice competitor who has done very, very well this year and was actually one of my standout competitors when I went to the, the BMBF Southern Show. Um, he has razor-sharp glutes and hamstrings, which are always a standout in my books, uh, as they're very hard to get. So, brief update on where I'm at and me. Things are going good. I had a fantastic weekend this weekend, going up to the UK Ultimate Physiques show. We weren't there for very long, but we got to see uh, Danny's client, Beth, compete. Not sure if Beth listens to this, um, but um, hopefully she she like was happy with the result, and it was obviously great to see Danny supporting uh, her clients, as, as that's something she's really looking to build, is uh, her coaching clients from a bikini competitive perspective, which is really exciting to watch her, watch her develop in that segment because she's mainly been in general population up until now, up until recently. She's getting a lot more inquiries for contest prep, which is fantastic. And next year you should see lots of team DB and team MBM clients on stage. And you should hopefully see me and Danny at a lot of shows as well. So um, if you ever wanna come and grab an image with both of us or have a chat, then of course uh, we'll be more than welcoming of that. Then on the Sunday, we got up nice and early. We went to Liverpool, we drove up nice drive across the Pennines from Sheffield and then we watched the BMBF finals obviously I had four guys in it we covered all the way from second down to fifth in the junior class of course there was only five guys in the class which is a bit of a shame but nevertheless it was a great show we had Dennis Mihov win um, who was just uh, probably one of the most fantastic juniors I've ever seen his standard of conditioning balance fullness and muscularity was just ridiculous so a very well-deserving winner there. And hopefully I'll get to chat to Dennis at some point. I believe I have a podcast with Dennis. So if you want to see a podcast with Dennis when, yeah, I do. I definitely do. I could try and link it below if anyone wants to, to listen to that one. I interviewed Dennis when he was a teen. And believe it or not, I'm pretty sure he is still a teen. He's 19 years of age. But he won the BNBF teens uh, back in 2016, 
the year before I did juniors. So yeah, he is a fantastic bodybuilder and no doubt will be a pro in the future. No doubt. Keithy came second, Dan Argent came third, Aiden Scanlon fourth, and James Hilton in fifth. This was pretty much the predictions I had after pre-judging. Um, I had Keefe, uh very well improved since the UKDFBA. We had to push him very, very hard. But nevertheless, the improvement showed and he did super well. So very happy for my guys. And it was great to see them all, all together and sort of bonding together and, and, and being able to chat to each other and have a fun time. That was awesome for me to see as a coach. Overall, a fantastic weekend. My favorite physiques of the day so i had two that were probably my favorite out of the whole show um so my favorite was james melville the lightweight winner uh he's the only guy that i sat and i took photos of on my phone um because i knew that i'd look at those photos when i prep in 2020 um or if i'm having a rough day in my off season and i will look at them and i will think you got to keep fucking working dude there's there's work to be done um, because he is just so motivating, like his physique is just, in my opinion, absolutely top class. I love his physique a lot, um, and I cannot wait to follow his prep towards Miami. And yeah, he he was he was epic. Uh, second to that was Opio, who won the middleweights, drastically improved since the Southern with his qualifier, and he just brought it when it when it mattered. He really did. He just brought it. He came third. He came third at his qualifier and won the finals. Um, so that just shows like qualifiers don't matter guys like if you get your invite and you have you know got that in the bag and you can push harder for finals on the money like that's where you need to be so he did a fantastic job changed around his diet a little bit and got some more fat off and basically just just bossed it so he did really really well and, and a lovely lovely guy lovely physique as well so that's my wrap up in terms of where I'm at, I weighed in really light this morning. I weighed in at like 167.4. Um, I thought I was like 169. You will have seen all, all my sort of squat posts. I've been listing my body weight. And the reason why I do that, guys, is not really to show off. It's not like to say, oh, my God, look at what I'm doing at such a light body weight or whatever. Like, it's, it's, for, it's for me. So when I scroll back through my feed and I see, I see a lift, I know at what body weight I did that so I can compare it. So I've done it for ages. I've done it like all the way back until when I was, obviously I won't put up a bicep curl for it to be like, oh my God, 22 kilo curls at 169 pounds. Like I'm not gonna do that. But on big lifts, I will list my body weight um, always. I might I might just start putting it right at the bottom to be fair, because I don't want it to feel like I'm trying to prove a point or anything like that. Like the lifts that I do, they're, they're all right, but they're not at the level that I wanna be. They're not impressive yet at all, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, weighed in at 167.4, and that's after, like, increasing food as well. So I think I'll see how the next few days goes. I'm, I'm, I'm weighing in very infrequently at the moment, partially because I'm very much in between Sheffield and, uh, and here. And, and Danny's scales are, like, completely different to mine, so it doesn't bear any relevance weighing on hers because they're just completely different. They read a completely different number. But, um, yeah, besides that, I'm feeling good, training's going well, feeling very strong, feeling like I've good, got a really good balance now between having a look that's not fat and not too far gone, um, and digesting food well, uptaking food well, just feeling very energetic day to day, not feeling sluggish, not having to take naps 24-7, although I did take a nap over the weekend because my sleep was crap with the BNBA finals. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, like feeling good, feeling like there's good momentum to everything that I'm doing and just need to, to keep progressing. That is basically all, all we're looking to do. Uh, today is pull, so I've got deadlifts and I am aiming for high rep sets today. So I've been doing the sets of six for a good like four weeks to build up those and now I'm looking to do like sets of eight to ten. So my plans moving forward is to rotate between eight to tens and four to sixes. So one week, four to six, one week, eight to 10, and rotate between that. And when that starts to stall, I'll rotate between a conventional deadlift and a block pull below the knee. That's my plan so far. And I may introduce at some point, because at Black Country we can do this, uh, a banded pull. So putting bands around the bar, um, and basically that will make it very, very difficult at lockout. It will increase the loading at lockout or resistance. So that's where I'm at. Now we're nine minutes in, and we're gonna get rolling into the questions. Again, I'm going to cap this at half an hour, so I'll take on board as many as I can. So Tyler, my good friend Tyler from Brighton asks, best tips for starting online coaching? So essentially, Tyler, what you've got to do is think about who you want to coach at this moment in time. So everyone's going to be at a different level. So for example, if you want to start online coaching and you want to go straight into coaching competitive bodybuilders, that's going to be quite difficult. So start at a level at which you can provide quality content and quality advice to that person and start driving your content online towards that individual. So think about, all right, this is who I'm coaching. This is the type of Bill or Sue that I'm coaching. I'm going to, con I'm going to direct all my content online to Bill or Sue. I don't give a crap about like what I want to post, it's what Bill or Sue wants to see. Because that's what's going to drive your inquiries, is what you do online. So I'd be posting that up, and if you really want to like keep one page for your personal stuff, like your lifts or blah blah blah, then do that, like create one page for your personal stuff and your own progress, and then maybe create another page for all your business-related content on Instagram and Facebook. Um, be very consistent with the content that you put out, Take on board some initial clients for a low cost or potentially free. Free, you've got to be very careful with because they can take the piss and just be poor and you won't get any results and that's no good. Um, but once you've done that offer, Tyler, listen to this. Once you've done that offer, that first offer, you've got those first initial clients in, do not, I repeat, do not undervalue your services again. The first time is purely to get your initial client base in, to get a few clients, get a few results, and get a few testimonials. After that, if you're doing offers every fucking week, well, guess what? You look like you're just undervaluing, undervaluing yourself massively, okay? And people are gonna think you're cheap, people are gonna think you're easy to come by, and you're gonna get short-term clients and short-term results, okay? You do this, if you're gonna do this, do it properly. Do, do a service that people feel like they're paying a lot for. You know, my services are not cheap. A lot of the time I'll get an inquiry, it'll come through, they'll ask for the price, I'll give them the price and they'll say, I can't afford it. Cool, off you go. Like, that's fine, that's fine because I know that what I do, I know that what I charge is a premium. It's because it's a premium service and I give a lot to my clients, I really, really do. And that's the way it should work, guys. So don't devalue yourself in the monetary in the monetary requirement of your coaching. Please do not do that. Do an initial offer and then do not repeat offers. Do not do offers again and again and again because you'll lead yourself down this rabbit hole of people thinking that you're an easy coach or a cheap coach. You don't want to be known as a cheap coach. Um, and even if it is to drive people in, like 
ask yourself, look at my content, look at Steve Hall's content, um, look at what we give for free, look at what I'm doing here, sitting in front of my laptop, with my laptop on top of the microwave, giving you content for free. Um, obviously, I have the membership site, and obviously, Steve has his coaching, and Steve has his ebooks, and I have my coaching. Um, I don't have ebooks yet, um, maybe I should. Um, but all these other things that we drive monetary value to, we're not advertising them because people know that we do them, you know, through our free content. We give a lot, and then that's our advertisement is the amount that we give, you know. Um, Steve has his podcast. I th I'd say, you know, like, me and Steve are, and uh, you know, there's other people out there, of course, like Callum as well. Um, we give a lot, we give a lot, 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 and then only do we take right at the last minute when someone puts their trust in us. They're not going to sign up because they've seen an Instagram ad, because there isn't one. When do me, Callum, or Steve advertise coaching? We just share client results, we share what we do, and we give free content. So give, 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 give to get. That's my advice there, Tyler. Um, Zargon, when I get lean for my competition, uh, oh dear, I don't think I can finish this question, dude. It says, when I get lean for my competition, I get to 4% body fat, but still, man, I can't ride off my, and then it then the question ends. So Zargon, mate, I don't understand that question, dude. I can't read it all, because it doesn't fit into the, um, didn't fit into the little box. So yeah, sorry, dude, I can't answer that one. Uh, Simon, meal timing versus calorie intake when trying to beat numbers and improve body comp. So it's quite, it's quite a big sort of broad question that, but meal timing is a minutia, okay? So it's a smaller variable than calorie intake. So for example, if you were to time your meals perfectly towards the goal of body composition or beating numbers in the gym, so improving body composition or numbers in the gym, if you were to time all your meals perfectly, but your calorie intake wasn't correct for the goal, then you wouldn't get the maximum results. So the answer to that is quite simple, calorie intake over the meal timing. But meal timing does have a difference as we've discussed in, in other podcasts. Three people who you would like to train with, Wallace Wilson. That's a very good question. That takes some thought. Um, ooh, do, 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 do. I'd have loved to have trained with Dorian, of course, and that's up there. Like, I'd love to have had Dorian shouting at me. Um, second would be, would be JP. Uh, if someone's close to JP and they can organize me to train with him, uh, please try and do that. <laughs> I'd just love to do that. I'd love to, I wouldn't even film it. I would just like, just enjoy the experience. Um, that would be amazing for me. Like I, that guy's motivated me a lot more than anything. Like it's, I don't, I don't necessarily look at his videos and learn a, a huge amount now. I would say that's being honest, but um, I would say that I, I take a lot of motivation from him. So JP would be would be second. Um, I did just have one in my head and then it's come out of my head. Um, who was it? Do, 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 do. Damn, forgotten it now. So the third one, I'd say Brian Whitaker. I'd love to train with Brian Whitaker. Oh yeah, Doug Miller. Um, I had Doug Miller in my head as well. Um, so those those are people that I'd love to train with. In terms of my favorite people that I have trained with, I think this would be an interesting one as well. My favorite people that I have ever trained with is Valentin Tambozi, Kevin Stutz, 
and Dan Bastic, those three guys, hands down, have been the most influential people that I've ever trained with, ever, in terms of understanding what it takes to to go to that next level of either intensity or just like just generally like being motivated by them, motivated by Valentin, I'm motivated by Kevin and Dan. So um, those guys were great to train with. Dan is like a mini JP to be honest. I've kind of experienced JP anyway. Um, so Coach Patch thoughts. I think you asked a question on the previous one. So thanks, dude. Um, thoughts on relationship with food and prep, achieving satiety and satisfaction. So said this on Callum's podcast to be honest, dude. Like you're never going to be satiated at that point in prep. You're never going to feel full. Um, so in terms of achieving satiety, it's an impossible thing. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to break that to you. But in terms of how you can increase satiety, you can eat protein at adequate feedings throughout the day. You can make sure your diet is consisting mainly of whole foods. Um, you can bulk out meals with salad and low calorie items. You can make protein ice cream with loads of ice, basically for 120 calories. I was doing that when I was mini cutting. It froze me to death. And you can, you know, go in, go on walks in between meals, keep yourself occupied, things like that, and stay busy. Um, so relationship with food is very individual. Some people can get through prep without any real issues. Some people have a lot of issues. Um, this is something I believe you build over time. So you've just got to get better and better at dealing with it, uh, dealing with the process. And then you should be able to be in a position where you can, at the end of a prep, be, be in a real good spot when it comes to relationship with food. So um, just look at food, food as a fuel, okay? So when, when you're in a diet phase, just don't, don't focus on like, oh my God, I want more of that. Focus on, oh my God, I want to win the show. Um, yeah, I, f- I finished my meals, that's fucking it. That's it, cool, done, that's it. That's all I need today, that's all my body needs, done. Well, it isn't all your body needs because you're in a deficit. <laughs> but nevertheless, like, I'm done. That's all I need for the goal. The goal is fat loss. That's all I need for the goal. I was talking to uh, one of my friends up in Sheffield, James, about this the other day. And the fact that when you come out of a deficit, you're still super hungry and you don't really, you don't really feel like you should be hungry. So you're a bit annoyed and it's frustrating. So you finish your last meal when you're coming out of a deficit and you're gaining weight, but you're still hungry. And that sucks because you, you don't feel like you're making any progress. But what you've got to appreciate is that the phase in which you're coming out of a deficit is just as important as the one that you were coming down in. Satiety will come. You've just got to be patient for it. So if you're coming out of a deficit and your relationship with food is, is poorer or you're finding yourself really hungry, just hold on. Just hold on. Like The hunger will go, but it will. unfortunately it will be around for a while. You've just got to really just appreciate that it's there and fight through it as much as you can. But it is difficult. It really is. Um, again, from the same guy, I love training and getting jacked, but don't enjoy the posing part apart from post-workout. What should I do? Uh, simple answer to that one, mate. Like if you don't enjoy posing and you don't enjoy posing to the point at which you're not posing enough to maximize your stage presence, then you've got issues, man. You need to fix that. Um, <laughs> like you need to fix that. Find a way to motivate yourself for posing because that's going to be really really beneficial in terms of moving you forwards as an athlete on stage you've got to enjoy a lot of what you do our posing is a big part of that andrew asks effects of increased dietary fats in peak week and show day i wouldn't be increasing them personally in peak week because i think that will just slow digestion but on the show day itself and potentially the night before i do like to see some increased fats 
Reason being is that if we've achieved the full the full look, I believe that increased artery fats can improve vasodilation. Uh, it can improve holding that look as well because obviously dietary flats they slow digestion. But I think I almost think like it might sound a bit bro sciencey, but they almost like hold a look for a little bit longer than just running with lower dietary fats. People seem to just obviously assimilate carbs very very fast when they're very very lean. They shift through that glycogen very fast, and they get in a position where they're potentially running flat again. So I like to increase them to the point which like on show day you're just having a little bit more again to help with the vasodilation um it tends to bring out some like just mad vasodilation in most people especially if you're using decent sources like dark chocolate etc etc so um i like to increase them a bit on show day like most of my males will consume roughly anywhere between 15 and 20 grams of fat per meal on show day um but it depends where they're at. It really depends where they're at. Like for example, Keefe was like consuming barely anything on show day again. <laughs> but that's just Keefe. Like he's he's individual. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my thoughts there, Andrew. Hope that helps. Benefits of deadlift belt beltless versus with a belt. <laughs> this is a a topic that is uh, gonna raise a, a few ears because essentially the research would suggest that. The erectors aren't really sort of turned on anymore or activated anymore when you don't wear a belt. But, big but, I have seen some big, big damn erectors being built with beltless deadlifts. Um, there's also a big erectors in people that deadlift with a belt, all right? So that's not to say that you don't build erectors when you wear a belt. Um, but I would say that if we're looking to use the erectors, then why are we relying on a belt? So if we can afford to deadlift without one and we can lock in, we can really get braced without a belt, I think that's a much better option to get good at because what that is building is your ability to brace without a belt and that's going to have you more functional for other movements. Is The cross transfer of that is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic in my opinion. So I like to see as much beltless movements as possible. I don't squat without a belt. I squat with a belt. Um, I've always felt more comfortable and more stable and safe with a belt. Would I be able to pull more with a belt on deadlifts? Maybe, but I've always found I rely on the belt too much and I almost forget my bracing patterns. So for me to remind myself of bracing patterns in return for maybe a little less load, I'd rather not wear a belt, all right? So that's, that's my stance on that. Plus my erectors are okay. <laughs> They're all right. They're an okay body part. Vincent, favorite split for a female client? Uh, I like a mixture, to be fair. Um, most of my females are training legs at least two times per week, most likely three. And I do like the upper lower glutes off, or lower upper glutes, sorry, lower upper glutes off, lower upper glutes. Um, repeat, because what we allow there is we sort of, or lower upper glutes and delts, um, should I say, because we add on additional delt volume to that glute session. I like that because it's training the body parts that on stage probably need the most development. It's it's specific to the client. Um, so if we're looking at a female who's competing in bikini, obviously looking to build um, the shape, looking to build the V-taper, um, and if they haven't got a genetically small waist, we need more lats and we need more, uh, more delts. So we make the upper day, 
pretty back fo focused to be honest. And then obviously the glutes and delts day, we added more delts and specifically side delts. And then obviously most females can do with more glutes. Especially as I've seen females diet down, it tends to be that the glutes lose a lot of fullness. So the more tissue we have there, the more we can hold on to the the, the, the development and the fullness. So in the rear shots, etc., things uh, things can look very, very good uh, whilst they diet down to lower levels of body fat. So that's my one of my favorite setups. Other than that, it's just upper-lower splits, to be honest, um, with specific focuses on each day. So maybe uh, two of the leg days being sort of more quad-dominant, two being one being glute and hamstring, etc., etc. But it's very, very individual-dependent. But that's my general stance on that, Vincent. If... Uh, Liam sort of asked again sort of the online coaching question in terms of building a following so hopefully I covered that in the initial question from Tyler Liam but again ask that question again in the next podcast and I can cover it Tom asked do you check hormone levels general blood work during the off season and prep no so to be honest I don't and would I like to next time potentially um do I think that I might do during the off season Again, I'd like to, during the off-season, I'd like to see that before I start a prep, my hormones um, are in a good spot and that I'm not going to just be suppressing what's already suppressed. So I feel really good at the moment. I feel like my hormones are in a good spot. I, I don't see there to be any issue with my hormones right now, but we'll see. Um, maybe I'll take a reading with Medichex at some point and, and have a look, but I haven't in the past. Would I like to do it in the depths of contest prep? Probably not. The reason being is that I kind of know what it's going to tell me. I know that it's going to tell me that my my um, my hormones are not good. My bloods will probably be fine, but my, my hormones probably won't be fine. Um, my testosterone will be in the gutters. Uh, cortisol will potentially be elevated, etc., etc. So uh, potentially be elevated. Of course, it'll be fucking elevated. It'll be sky high. So um, yeah, I uh, think that's probably not, not to my preference. Like, I... I'd rather just not get a hard-on and be like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, my, my testosterone's in the gutter, rather than not get a hard-on, not be able to get a hard-on, and then have Medichex tell me that I'm not going to get a hard-on. Like, <laughs> like, that makes sense, right? So, yeah, like, that's my stance on that, Tom. Uh, I think I can tell whether hormones are in an okay spot, for the most part. Cody, what are your some of your non-bodybuilding-related goals? Good question. Nice. I like this. So I like to travel more. So next year I'd like to do some more travel. I'd like to go to places like Asia. I'd like to go to uh, China. I'd like to go to uh, Australia. I'd like to go to uh, New Zealand. I'd, yeah, I'd like to travel a lot. Um, I just want to see the world a little bit more, you know, open my eyes up to, to what is out there. It's a big, big, big place and there's lots to tra lots to travel, lots to do and lots to see. So that's my stance on some of the things I'd like to do outside bodybuilding. Uh, Business-wise, I want to grow my business to the point at which um, I am making a very good living and I'm very, very comfortable. Um, right now, I'm very comfortable, but I'd, I'd like to be just in a position where I just don't have to worry about anything really with regards to sort of monetary value or income or anything like that. Um and that's that's the only thing I really care about. I don't really care about like having anything flashy or anything like that. I just don't really mind. The main thing is like the more people I can impact, the better. So I'd like to do more seminars and meet more people and speak to more people. Um, I'd love to be traveling and talking. 
Um, I'd love that so much. So I'd love to just be a bigger name in the industry. Um, I don't think I'm big enough right now. <laughs> I want to be bigger. I want to be looked upon as someone that's, you know, top of the tree kind of thing. Like that's where I want to be. So continuing to do these, continuing to speak and get my name out there is only going to benefit me. So the more you guys share these and ask questions and put you up on put me up on the, your stories and do all the things like that, the more chance of these things and these things progressing I have, you know, so the more chance of my progress. Um, so if you do like support and like what I do, then please share it because it does, it really does help. Like a lot of people say it helps, but it genuinely does help. It makes a huge difference. So um, that's some of my goals. Um, outside of that, I think one of my goals that you might not be aware of is just uh, to, to maintain and build fantastic relationships. So not only with my, my clients and my friends, but my girlfriend Danny, like I want to build a relationship that's very strong and that lasts a long time. Um, I'm very serious about that. And that's not something that I've had in the past. So I wouldn't say that I want to sort of like degrade it to a goal because I wouldn't say that it's a goal because it just it just happens. It just should happen. It does shouldn't be a goal. But that's something that I want to happen. Like it should happen because I care a lot about that and um it, it means just as much as my business growth and everything else. So that's something that's really important to me. And to experience a lot of what I said, like with regards to traveling and, and just sharing memories and things like that, to ex experience that with, with Danny as well, that would be fantastic. So um, yeah, that's me. That's my soppy bit over. Um, let's take one more um and then we'll roll into, so a quick one, Joel, on my exercise thing, so like B2 and C3, so that's just exercise order. So for example, if you're doing a superset, it will be B1 and B2. Um, if you're doing a, another exercise, it will go from A, A1 to A2, for example, et cetera, et cetera. Um, sorry, if you're doing another exercise, it'll be A1, then to B1, and then to C1, so that's three different exercises. If it's a superset, it'll be B1, B2, or A1, A2, that's a superset, all right? So, or a cluster, it might be a cluster or something like that, or a giant set. A giant set might be A1, A2, A3. So it's just a way of ordering exercises. Hope that makes sense. Um, final one, so Mama Fitness 500, Top tips for dealing with pre-contest anxiety and the flattening effects on physique. So yeah, like you, your physique will definitely diminish if you get super stressed out. So I tend to just, the night, the, the nights leading up before the show, I just appreciate that I'm going to feel a little bit anxious and a little bit stressed. I don't worry about it. I don't try and suck it in. I just try and ride it out. So I, instead of like getting stressed about stressed out about being anxious and worried, I just try and just sit on it and just ride it out and just be on the level. And I chill out, I stay in my exact routine. So even if I'm in a hotel or I'm traveling or whatever, I stay in my exact routine. I do not change a beat of what I do. Everything remains the exact same. And then on the sort of the show day itself, I just do a lot of breathing, I relax, I get some really good music on, I find music helps a lot. Um, before the UK FBA finals, I literally spent pretty much all of the time before the, the show just listening to music. Um, and for example, one of the things that stressed me out the most and that I didn't allow to get to me 
So I woke up the morning of the UK DFBA finals and I was already running a little bit little bit on, off schedule to get to the venue and I put it in on my sat-nav and the Google Maps was just not working at all. So I didn't have a clue where I was going, no clue. But I had to drive because I had to get moving, I had to go in some direction to get closer to the venue and closer to Coventry. So I just guessed, I literally just guessed. I just, I, I, I took a, an educated guess as to which way the venue was probably in. It was 25 minutes away from the hotel. So it wasn't close and the signs like, to Coventry would be a little bit skewy, like they because it was in Bedworth. Bedworth, it was like a bit hard to tell which direction was right. But I just guessed, and then halfway on the route, about fifteen minutes in, my sat nav came to life, and I was on the exact route that I should have been on if I was using the sat nav. But that's just because I just thought, right, can't do anything about this. It's a bit annoying. I might be late, and that's going to be frustrating. But let's just go for it. So I just went for it. And, you know, sometimes like things like that, you just got to chill. Um, just got to appreciate the moment you're in. Um, appreciate the hard work that you put in as well in the days leading up. You know, if you've done all your work, there's no need to stress. If you've ticked every box, there's no need to be awake at night worrying about whether, how you're going to look because you'll know how you're going to look because you, you've known how you're going to look every single day. So that's my thoughts there. Um, and that's it. We're going to leave that there. I'm very excited for the UK DFBA finals coming up, not this weekend, but the weekend after. And I have a fairly relaxed weekend this weekend um, up in Sheffield, just uh, training and, and just chilling out a little bit. So, and then the weekend after that will be back to sort of pandemonium with uh, bodybuilding shows and the UK finals. Um, I'll be at the host hotel and the village hotel in Coventry uh, the night before, and I'll be trying to get some content for the UK DFBA there and some interviews and things like that. So if anyone's there on the Saturday, please let me know. Um, I'll probably train in the in the hotel gym. The hotel gym's pretty good there. I'll probably train there the in the evening or something like that at the Village Hotel. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. And I will record another solo podcast next week. Probably have George back potentially on the Thursday. I may do like a UK DFBA preview next week and things like that, but I'll aim to get some content out regardless. Hope you're enjoying these guys. As always, look forward to your questions next week. Sorry if I missed your question this week. Um, please share this around and please sort of give your opinion on, on whether you want more of these, different podcasts, etc., etc. I always appreciate opinions. Um, but yeah, we'll chat soon. And thanks again for watching. Cheers, guys.